0: How you doing, everybody? This is Dennis Michelson. Welcome to the Data Lab here on For Frequency's Sake. This is where all the number crunching happens. Look out, folks, because the Data Lab's a little messy this time of the year as we continue to work on a lot of projects while we're also trying to make sense of the first two weeks of fantasy football data. And joining me here in the Data Lab, he is the hardest-working man in the data lab. There's only two of us, so it's easy to to get that title. He is the professor after all, John Bush. John, welcome back.
1: It's week three coming up. I'm excited about my waiver wires that run, thankfully, on Wednesday. You and I had that discussion, how nice it is for our money leagues to run on Wednesday. We got all the comings and goings and Saquon's out, so you don't have to guess about Brita. You know, just nice to kind of know some things versus, you know, and the hunt was signed and all this stuff is happening. Fur <laughs> is flying and it's just two weeks. Can you imagine by week 10 how tired everybody's going to be of whatever the new thing is the breakout, the somebody's season? It's just going to be one of those carousels that your dad used with the slides in the old days we had this slide projector and we'd have to watch all the vacation pictures on that way you know the family would sit in and we'd have to watch that you know of course you know being down in Louisiana our you know our uh, slides were us the kids running from the alligator while dad (laughs) was trying to you know, catch the gator for lunch. So we were the bait, kind of like Amos Moses. We were the bait. <laughs> you know, that's what kids are for, go swimming in the bayou and hope uh, one of those snapping turtles or uh, one of those giant gar or cats or, you know, because they eat everything down there in the swamp because they don't leave nothing behind. And uh, so, you, you know, that's what bait was for as a kid growing up. And the waters down there are muddy. So when you're walking no shoes and you hit something, you know, is that a gator? <laughs> is that a snapping turtle? You know, am I going to keep all my toes today? And you just never know what's going to happen down there in the swamp. And that reminds me of the waters of the waiver wire and all the fur <laughs> flying today. So I've, you know, there was a point to all this, Dennis, and I've circled all back around, and I'm excited, Data Lab is gonna feature your new non-secret. The editor still doesn't like when you give away <laughs> the store, your MVP index. And you know, you're just you know, just giving away the butter and the bread now, and we have crumbs left in the data cave. So why don't you take us through the MVP, the origin and what it's telling us for uh, this week and future weeks. So the
0: whole point of the MVP index is to put the... Oh,
1: before I get going, this article is out. It's advertised on Twitter. It's up on the scienceoffantasyfootball.com. You can go check out all this stuff. So... It's not hidden. It's there for everybody to see. So go ahead. Yeah, no,
0: and I try to be really transparent about these things as much as I can. Now, I did not share the secret sauce on the formula on how this is exactly put together. Because I think this is going to be one of those things, one of those tools that becomes quite useful. And as a matter of fact, Professor, Uh-oh. I felt so good about this data that I used it not only in some match-up data that I was doing as far uh-huh. as flex plays this past week, but I used it to give some advice on Fantasy Twitter. Uh-oh. That's and dangerous. so far, so uh-huh. far, very small sample size, uh-huh. but there were five decisions last week that I either advised people on or made on my own teams based on the MVP index. So five times I went to the MVP index for information and five for five it picked the better player to start last week. Now I know that there will come many weeks where it does not have a 5-0 record. But it makes sense that it was successful because of how it's put together. And it's And it's really simple in the simplest form. And DeAndre Swift gets an assist on the development of this because it's something I've been playing with all year long, for many years, I should say, because it uses the three things – that can happen in fantasy football that will affect your win-loss record on a weekly basis. And again, the key to this being successful is that it's a weekly statistical tool. It is taking a look at a player's ability to either have an average game, which is right around 10 points for RBs, WRs, or tight ends. That's PPR points, folks. If you play in a non-PPR league, you're on your own. Almost every league is PPR right now. Majority of my leagues that I play in are PPR, and I prepare these indexes for my own leagues to make myself more money. So that's why I use PPR data. But in a PPR league, if your player hits a 10-point floor, he's had a decent week. That's a week that's not going to necessarily win you your matchup but it won't lose you your matchup. The other thing that a player can do is just go off. He can have the stud week where he scores twice or more of that minimum. So a 20-point or more game. How many times when you see Tyreek Hill go off for 45 points and everybody on Fantasy Football Twitter saying, well, I'm doomed this week. I was playing against Hill. When you put up a huge number like that, it's quite the advantage to your team. But that doesn't happen very often. Then the other thing that a player can do is he can actually sink your team by putting up that dreaded donut hole or just getting a couple of points. So if you score less than five points and you are a fantasy football starter, and I'm looking at all leagues, okay, I'm looking at all formats. I don't care whether you're in a standard ESPN league, you know, where it's PPR and you only start one flex – Or if it's some of these bigger dynasty leagues where you start two quarterbacks, or you have a super flex in that quarter, in and a quarterback, you have multiple RBs, multiple uh, WRs, a tight end, maybe two tight ends, and four flexes. So you've got a lot of starters. Well, if you get one of your starters that puts up a donut hole for you, or just scores one or two points, that has the potential to sink your team. And the question here that I have is all my data, the weekly values, and my consistency data is based on full games played. Because I want to look at what the upside for a particular player is. What is his potential if he plays a full game? But what if a player doesn't play a full game? What if he appeared like he was going to be healthy for a full game, but he gets scratched or... He plays just one or two snaps, and that's it for the game. So what I did is I, I count my consistency rating, my over 10 points, still on full games played. So that's based on snap data, based on a guy who's played a full game. So if he goes out early for an injury, he gets the pass on that. Well... When it comes to the MVP index, there are no hall passes. So if a guy is healthy, he suits up for the game, and he gets one snap, one snap on the offense, and he doesn't score anything, that gets counted against you. That's called the DeAndre Swift effect. In week one, where him and Gainwell were the only two healthy guys and he didn't get an opportunity. It's not an index that is ripping on a player's ability. It takes a player in his current situation and looks at what happens. And if it's a coach's decision, it still factors that into his rating. As expected, Cooper Cup, number one. With 159 points, which is huge in this index. Basically, when I break down the data, a lot of players are below zero. So they are hurting your team on a regular basis. If it's a player who scores more than 50 points on this index, he's probably helping your team more than he's hurting it. Below 50 points, he is a very risky play. Above 75 points, the way this index is calculated, throw out defensive matchups. Because this player, over the last two years worth of starts, plus, because it's two years plus the current season, that player has performed well. Well enough to score 75 points on this index, which is just huge, huge. Huge percentage of the time he's helping your team. He's done it against tough defenses and easy defenses. If he's over 75 points, he's in my starting lineup automatically. I do not care about defensive matchups. I only care about defensive matchups for players that are streaky and are showing that they're streaky. If you have more than 75 points on this index, you are a superstar because. There weren't that many players, Professor, that scored over 75 points. Any guess to how many players that is when we only look at guys who have five or more starts in the NFL?
1: If I had the complete data, I'd have the (laughs) box and whisker, and I'd tell you what everything was. But I don't have that in front of me with your index. I mean, while you were describing it, that's what I'm trying to visualize here. So you're you're really talking the extremes. So I'm gonna say I don't know the total, but I would say you're in the upper uh twenty twenty percent. I'm gonna guess twenty yeah. percent. What's you're, I don't know? You're right on the, the money.
0: You're right on the money. It's forty-three players yeah. that have over a 75 point uh uh-huh. rating in this. So you are you're correct. It's the upper twenty yeah. percent of the league. And if yeah. you look at all players who score in the positive on this index, the number is not all that great. It, it shocked me. Oh. When it when you look at it, it was only, um, if you look at that, that data, it was only a case of uh, about 200 players
1: in the entire oh. league. So if it's 40, yeah, okay so at one point i do need to do my box and whisker and and, but so i spitballed imagining this is you know uh you know it's just when you do enough of this data over you know 10 15 years and of course as a biologist since 1977 i started in zoology uh, yeah, you start playing with data sets and it just becomes intuitive. So uh, 20% sounded good to me. So those are the elite. And uh, the question I have, and this is, you know, I know we're beta testing. I would like to know if your lineup included, let's say one of these players two of these players imagine you had three or four in other words is there really how much advantage do you have uh and how much should you trade for these 20 in other words the on your let you know your league mates may, may not understand the rarity right i mean everybody knows gold is is rare but you know uh you know it gives you i could see an advantage in dynasty with your rankings as well that you're you 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 understand more of the worth at least statistically i know you in dynasty you play for talent but you know i, I think you got to be talented being in the top 20% so that's what hits me dennis i don't i know you're just this is too weeks into your beta test. And we're talking, you know, years of data coming, but those are things that hits me is looking at the effects, the ripple effects of drafting some of these players and trading for these players, things like that. Those, you know, and I would love to look at age. I would like to look at other kinds of things to, Where where does the 20 percentile MVP drop off? Do they last longer? You know, is that when we're talking age, are we really, since we've got all those populations, are we really missing the true story because we put them all, all the jelly beans versus (laughs) just throwing out the licorice? You know, if you throw out the licorice, it tastes a lot sweeter randomly. If you reach into the Halloween treat bowl, if there's no licorice, right, to mess up your taste, I don't like black licorice (laughs) or red licorice. I'm an anti-licorice kind of guy, but you see, it's going to taste better. So I'm just, those are questions that come to me here in your verbal. You know, the editor and me worked hard to get the, article out today by one o'clock so it's out here folks it's nine is it 9 20 2023 so here it is it's out there for you and dennis has a little blurb by each it reminded me of horse racing you know those tip sheets yep. you have a little blurb by all the horses you know the the top horses you know you know can do Writes paul revere he can do And uh, that's what it reminded me of is your tip sheet days, Dennis. I think you probably didn't realize it, but you brought that memory back to me of when I first started out, I didn't know any difference. So I, you know, I was cheap. So if somebody dropped the tip sheet at first couple of (laughs) will pick up the tip sheet. Okay. Let me look around here. Oh, Oh, don't, don't
0: worry. The tip sheet guys did Uh-oh. that late in the races. One of my yeah. jobs whenever I went to the track was to pick up as many of the discarded uh, tip sheets as I was going so right. the tip sheet guy could record all that data so he uh, could check to see how he was doing against the, the competition. Other with other talents. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice. but
1: And, and here's anyway, the thing. Is, if they read the article, Dennis... You've got your number and you've got a blurb. So if somebody's less number centric, they can read your blurb and get a taste for what you're thinking right now. And I like that two pronged approach that this article has.
0: And it's no shock that Cooper Cup, Austin Eckler, and, and Kristen McCaffrey and Justin Jefferson are first through no. fourth in this okay no. it it makes perfect sense that is not an earth shattering deal but i was surprised to see that chris godwin comes in at number 12 on nice. this list and uh, kelsey comes in at 14 the first tight end which mm. i need to understand how the drop off of this wow. data it affects value as well, but how yeah. about James Conner, one of your favorite value picks that you talked me into this year? Oh, who's, boy. who's always been a weekly value darling. He always scores well on the weekly value, and I I look at him. That's James Conner. How how can
1: I like James Conner? Sixteenth overall. Well, the Jane. Yeah. So two things. First, the Godwin. Is one of the reasons you and I honed in. I showed you, yes, my metrics in the preseason why I thought Godwin was a, a, a wr one possibility still, and he was going late, and I thought he had that opportunity. I felt sure about the wr two, just you know from the past metric. You know, I mean that's all we got is the past to imagine the future. But the price that we were getting gave us some confidence. Like, okay, if he doesn't make one, we got a probably a good two most weeks because I was looking at consistency as well, Dennis. And Connor had some of that as well. And just to let folks know, I have Connor's, uh, is it Ingram? Who, who's, whoever his number one is, I am hoarding him just like Ty Chandler in, in, in Minnesota. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just, I can't get rid of some of these backup backups. And that's another one. Cause I can just imagine, cause you know, Connor's going to get hurt two or three times this year. I mean, he's, he's had kind of a, a, a choppy, career on occasion. So, you know, there's going to be some value there. So I'm just warning folks. Now, if you don't get the flashy, uh, Kareem hunt or, or Ford or whoever you're Tony John, I don't know who you're going for dollar play on, uh, Connors number one. It's uh, in it. Ingram or, you know yep, the guy. Yep.
0: Kian Ingram would be the okay. next man up and then yeah. the next man up to the next man up uh-huh. is a rookie by the name of Mamari DeMarcado yes.
1: who yes, is on Yes, and I was looking at his uh snaps and I was just looking at both of those questions. So I already knew that it it sounded Italian to me. <laughs> and uh, So anyway, uh, my Snap article has that depth, but Connor's one as well. So we probably need to fuse. You know, that's the only thing. If we had a limited time and we had ESPN's interns, Dennis, we could put out, you know, the grand racing form for every week because we'd have crossing over between the data instead of kind of what we're forced to do given the time we have. In other words, we're giving you everything, but it's in different, it's it, in the cooking world, it's called deconstructed. I, I watch all the cooking shows with my family <laughs> and they'll, you know, the fancy chef, they'll take pecan pie and deconstruct it. So you'll get some crust, you'll get some pecans and you'll get the goop. And so it's all on the plate, but it's not together. And it's fancy, so they can double the price of the pecan pie if they deconstruct it, Dennis. So if you go to a fancy Monsieur Bankroll's, uh French restaurant, they'll deconstruct it and charge you double the money. Uh uh-huh. And so, you know, take your wife and tell me, <laughs> this is fancy. We're having deconstructed food today. She'll look at you and probably just roll her eyes and knock in the head or something. It's like, no, I'm not going to pay double the money for them to scrape the goop out of my pecan pie. (laughs) I'm just saying. So right now, Dennis and I, we're doing a lot of deconstruction, but one day when we get unlimited resources and maybe we'll need the Terminator robots and I'll reprogram it and we'll put them to work 24 seven so we can go out and party in Vegas with our winnings.
0: That sounds like a plan, and I'll have an article coming soon that that is talking about the next man up. Oh I love this at every for every team in the league so when you get to the point that you need an extra running back, you'll know who to go shopping for. So head on over to the science of Check out the snap data by the professor because it's coming before it's you, coming. before you score points, you have to get snaps. So if you don't get the snap volume, you're not going to get the point volume. That's for sure. Check out my MVP index and my and weekly, weekly values.
1: values. Love that stuff.
0: They all go good together, folks. So you've now got three weekly metrics that you can use for your fantasy teams and also for getting an idea of the value between players, what that would be if you trade away one of your studs to improve at another position. You'll know the percent of weekly value that you're dropping. So, all that's over at the science of So is our other podcast, The Science of Fantasy Football. So, head on over to there and get all of the goodies. And, of course, head on back here next week for another edition of The Data Lab here on For Frequency Save.
1: Get to work. folks.